0: Advanced Leadership Training, where we raise up leaders that raise up leaders that raise up leaders in ministry and in business. We have a vision to see thousands and tens of thousands raised up to do what God has called them to do in ministry and in business. I am Nathan Johnson, and I am your host. Enjoy. Hello and welcome. Nathan Johnson here coming to you. This week's lesson is on helping hurting People, I'm going to be talking about casting our nets, if you would. So, uh, scripture verse for this week is Luke 4:18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recover recovery of sight to the blind, and set at liberty those who are oppressed. Luke chapter 4, verses 18. And this week, guys, we're going to be talking about reaching out to our community uh, as a church. And uh, as we cast out a net without prejudice or partiality, we bring a wide variety of people. Some are spiritually mature, some are spiritually immature, some are searching for salvation. Uh, Of those of who we are searching, many have a background where they have been wounded, they've been abused, they're they're worn from sin, or they're bound by addictions. Guys, they're hurting. They're hurting and they are unable to fix themselves. They need help, but they need someone who will see their mess and not run away from it. They need acceptance and love. They need someone to see beyond the scars, beyond the chains, to assure them that they are worth saving they need someone to give them hope for healing and to show them that there is a way of restoration so helping the hurting is a part of ministry right what what compels us to do What you know, what we do to help the hurting people, it should be the genuine love of God that gives value to a person, whatever state they're in. It should be the pure love of God that shows compassion to someone who is suffering. It should be the transparent love of God that that wants to see each and every person returned to God in repentance. So helping hurting hurting people matter to God. It it matters to God. And so what we see the heart of the father by looking at the ministry of the son when Jesus was on the earth. Jesus is the model, right? How did Jesus deal with hurting people? we ask you to write out Matthew chapter 12, verse 20. And everyone that we minister to is at different levels, right? No one, two, no no two people are in the same exact place. And as ministers, we must be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and ask for discernment to show us how to minister to people. So we ask you to read uh, Luke chapter chapter 15 and see the heart of God for each one of us. So these parables present the lost, but they also present those whether saved or unsaved who are hurting, who are wandering off, who are isolating themselves. God deeply loves them. So let's talk about the types of hurting people. Uh, there are many reasons why people are hurting today. There are people who are hurting all around us. Sometimes their pain is obvious, sometimes people hide their pain because of pride or fear but our ministry is to help the hurting as God directs us the lost. Let's talk about the lost. People who are separated from God and are spiritually dead. They may or may not feel that they are hurting, but without God, they're not connected with their life source and have not experienced the regeneration of their spirit nature since they do not have a relationship with God that compels them and makes them whole they're classified as hurting people if they are physically if they were to physically die today they would be condemned to eternal punishment and separation from god the lost are hurting people so let's talk about the poor you know people uh, who lack finance to feed clothe and shelter themselves properly are hurting people god wants to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. He wants us to live an abundant life, you know, where we have more than enough. God wants us to have access to uh, so that we can bless someone else. When a person does not have enough, they are hurting. The sick, when people suffer in their bodies, they are hurting. So we're going to talk about the sick. You know, if someone has a mental disorder, they are hurting. When people have to struggle to pay for health care, they are, they are hurting. When Jesus died on the cross, he set us free from the curse of the law, the curse that included sickness in Deuteronomy chapter 28. He came to give us life. He came to free us from the pain and suffering of sickness. Let's talk about those that are grieving. You know, people are hurting when they have lost a loved one. People uh, can also grieve over losing a job, a career, a relationship, uh, a love, a leader, or something that has value to them. Let's talk about the depressed. People who are in a state of depression are hurting people. Whether their depression is emotional, mental, mental, or supernatural, these people are hurting in their position of being Low within themselves. So let's talk about the abused. Hurting people includes those who have been verbally, emotionally, physically, or sexually abused. This abuse can be moderate or severe. This abuse does not always come from an enemy, abuse can come from family members, co workers, authority figures, and guys, even friends. Let's talk about the sinful. Sin is anything that is not of God. When people sin, there are consequences that follow, consequences that bring pain. Sometimes we judge those people and take comfort in their suffering. However, God is merciful, much more merciful than we are, Isaiah chapter 55. If a person will turn to God in repentance, many times God will choose to show compassion and deliver them from their suffering. Let's talk about the addicted. These are the different kinds of addictions. But any person who is bound by something is considered a hurting person. These are chemical chemical addictions, and some come from smoking, alcohol, drugs. Uh, People can also have addiction addictive behaviors when they are feeling a sense of being out of control, such as eating disorders or sexual disorders or compulsive disorders. You know, God wants to see them. Restored. So these are uh, others who are hurting because they have been neglected, rejected, abandoned, offended, stolen from, lied to, cheated on, or even divorced, etc. So are we merciful like God is merciful? Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours and my thoughts than your thoughts. So the context surrounding the scripture uh, speaks of the mercy of God. God's capacity to show mercy is far above ours. So far that God compares the difference between his mercy and our mercy as being as far as the heavens are from the earth. So mercy is extended when someone responds with repentance to the love of God. The people of Nineveh are a great example of this. God sent Jonah to bring a message of judgment to the people of Nineveh because of their wickedness. Jonah didn't want to be the one to take the message to Nineveh, so he fled. After the whale incident, right, the Lord spoke a second to Jonah concerning going to Nineveh to give a message that God would give him. So Jonah goes into the city and proclaims that within 40 days, the city would be overthrown. The response of the people of Nineveh was repentance. When the king of Nineveh heard heard Jonah's message, he made a decree for the city to repent, Praying for God's mercy, God saw that the people had decided to turn from their sinful ways, and God relented of the disaster that he was going to bring on them. There are times when God sets himself against a person who has turned their back on him. However, the word of God says in Micah 7, 18, he does not retain his anger forever because he delights in Mercy. God wants us to to be as He is, and in, in Micah six seven, He has shown you, O oh man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? But to justify, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So we're talking about reading the parable of the Good Samaritan in Luke chapter ten verses. 25 through 37. And we're asking you guys to answer these questions. Number one, why do you think it is significant that the one ministering to the hurting was a Samaritan? Number two, why do you think it's significant about the hurting man being refused by the priest and the Levite? Why was that significant? Number three, how can someone with emotional pain be compared to the beaten man? Number four, it is important for ministers to provide a safe place for hurting people. How can they do that? What can we learn from the parable of the Good Samaritan? The love of God does not see the hurting or the poor as an annoyance. The love of God does not view hurting as stepping stones to promote a leader or a ministry. The love of God does not look at the downcast in judgment of the person's consequences. The love of God is not cold or or hard hearted. It can easily turn a blind eye to a hurting person. The love of God wants to see people turn from sin, but does not get joy from seeing someone punished. So what to expect from hurting people? Since we're going to be encountering a lot of hurting people, you must know what to expect and hurting people may be hiding. They may... uh, even be around you, pretending like everything is okay. Others will never go to the doorstep of a church or want to have a relationship with a Christian. This is why Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. We have to go to where they are, guys. So we have, we must be about the Father's work outside of Sunday morning, outside of the church as we live life. So uh, hurting people may want attention. Sometimes people are desperate, uh, for someone to show them that they have value. They cling to you and want your constant attention. Hurting people may be guarded. You can't push your way into their hearts. We must be patient and wait for the door to open. Jesus is our example in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Hurting people struggle uh, with fear and trust. It is uh, only normal to want to protect ourselves Once we have been hurt, to minister to them, we must continue to show love and compassion. Uh, First Corinthians chapter 13, love never fails or comes to an end. Hurting people may resist control. If a hurting person has been controlled or manipulated in the past, they may resist authority. Other hurting people may feel having a domineering person in their life gives them safety. As ministers, we must be led by the Holy Spirit and encourage people to yield their hearts to the Lord, trusting his pure and caring authority. Hurting people may resist commitment. Hurting hurting people will even shy away if you try to get them to make a commitment or volunteer their time. Hurting people may distance themselves from judgmental people. If they observe you are judging others, They will not trust you. They have to, they, we have to be careful not to criticize or condemn others, but to show love, even when we bring correction. Last but not least, hurting people may turn on you. This is a phrase that hurting people hurt people, right? You've heard that before. Like a hurt animal, when a hurting people are victims, they attack and the people that, that the people that are trying to help them. They want to protect their wounds. It's self-preservation, if you would. Some will hurt you just because of their own immaturity or carnality. They want you to feel pain to show you that you should you should value them. So let's talk about the application. So, uh, knowledge unapplied is worthless. So this week's application is describe a situation that you have dealt with in which a hurting person resisted you or even tried to harm you. So again, this is Nathan Johnson with advanced leadership training. We raise up leaders that raise up leaders that raise up leaders. My hope is that you have an incredible week, that you win the day, you win the week, and you have some fun. Take care and God bless.